<laughs> you know I got it. All I'm asking is for a little respect when you get home. Yo, I told you last week we were going to talk about it. We'll talk about it. Aretha Franklin. Gone too soon. Yes. And we had even talked about the fact that she was dying like a week ago on the cast two or two weeks ago. weeks ago. And then when we finished the recording that day, I read an article saying, no, she wasn't in hospice. She was back home. And I was like, man, we just gave out fake news on the cast. And the next day, <laughs> wow, <laughs> that was it. So definitely, you know, I wanted to give you a recap because as I said, this funeral was tremendously long. L-O-N-G. Long, long, long. Um, And... Many, many people went to a church in Detroit to have her funeral. People took the stage. Ariana Grande was there performing. She was even with the bishop who they are saying on social media oh felt her God. up. No, he grabbed video. all that side boob he on her. He just squeezing too. It's not like he could act like he didn't know he touched her boob. This guy was like groping her side boob. And this is a black man. Yes, for like over 30 seconds. And again, he said he, did, and he said he didn't even know who she was. In the beginning. And her oh, outfit was totally... A random person? That makes me worse, jerk. Did you see her outfit? Totally not funeral worthy. It, it was a little mini. I mean, definitively, just give this, this guy no right to touch it. I'm glad they played his tail on blast. Because you could see it on video, him groping her. And you can see she's a little uncomfortable. She kept on turning around looking. She should have said something. Well, maybe, she did, maybe she didn't feel that. uncomfortable until now that nah, they put the hashtag didn't. out. Respect Ariana. So... Yes. Hashtags, whatever. Um, you know, they ended up putting a screen up outside the funeral so people that couldn't get into the church could still see the funeral. You know, I'm always so um, mystified when people die, famous people, how regular people cry and carry on as if it was a member of their own family. People did it for Michael, all these other people. I mean, but I don't know. I mean, I was devastated, okay, when when Tony died. I was very devastated, but I wasn't going to cry. Oh, my God. She I still says this every time. We also know she's talking about Anthony Bandero, was it? Bourdain. Bourdain. She always every time she she still says this every time we pass by the restaurant where he went to eat and they got to sign up. R.I.P. She be R.I.P. R.I.P. Tony. R.I.P. I'm like get a grip. Yeah, but you don't see me crying. I'm not gonna shed a tear, but it is sad. Moving on. So Judge Mathis was there. I love this guy. He was there on the stage. Talking about... You know he's going to take drugs. That's that one. He, that he's going to be... <laughs> <laughs> you know he used to be a real judge. Well, he was there talking about the water situation in Flint, Michigan, and how him and Aretha had talked about their, their willingness or their fight to, to fix the water wow. in Flint. Um, you know, they said, you know, we're from Detroit. We got to fix the water. So, And she told him, go up there, Greg, and sock it to him. So that's what he said. He says he's going to go up to Flint and he's going to sock it to him, sock it to him, sock it to him, sock it to him. <laughs> Cicely Tyson was there in a horrific hat. How old? Cicely's old, though. I mean. I don't care. That don't mean you get her. to do whatever you want to do. Old people shouldn't can't just be walking around crazy in the streets. And She was singing crazy, talking crazy. I don't know. I don't know how people sat through that whole... Ugh, they said no. people was calling her mom, grandma, and auntie. And what she basically did is she took a poem that was written by Paul Lawrence Dunbar called When Melindy Sings. And he took out When Melindy and put in When Aretha Sings. Wow. And she was singing. And, you know, she's not a singer, but <laughs> she did sing a couple verses and all of that other stuff. Um, while she was singing, people was wondering, like, what she's doing, you know. And she shed a tear as she ended the poem. Cicely Tyson, six-minute speech, singing and doing this poem with this hat on. Um, on the stage, they had Bill Clinton, uh, 
Honorable Farrakhan. Honorable Black Man. Honorable, <laughs> Honorable Farrakhan. Um, oh, okay. Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton. And he was there and Sharpton did come for Trump. Did Sharpton have surgery? Uh, he looks it. On that street party? Did you see him at the street? Uh, There's, you saw him at the street party. Yes. He looked like he had it at the street party. Who else was there? Um, on the stage? No, you said some other person. No, I said Trump. Sharpton came after Trump at the funeral. So Trump was there. No, he was not there. You know, Trump ain't invited to nobody's funeral. So I want to be around him in life, all <laughs> oh, yeah, that's for death. He couldn't go to McCain's and he couldn't go to Aretha's. Right, right, right. Because <laughs> um, tw- Trump had tweeted something like, noting that the singer worked for him at his casinos, that she used to work for him at his casinos. And Sharpton says, no, she used to perform for you. She worked for us. Hello. She ain't work for you. Jesse Jackson got up and spoke about his Parkinson's. You know, he's got the Parkinson's, Parkinson's now. Um, so she said that, you know, there was long lines for Aretha, long lines for Rosa Parks. You know, I guess she was comparing her to her. Tyler Perry was there. Of course. Why not? Talking not. about was how Oprah the music. Huh? Was Oprah there? Um, I didn't see that. I didn't see her. Mm-hmm. Um, she said, do you remember his mother and father would know their mood by what music they was playing from Aretha Franklin? If the mother was playing Respect. Or think you knew her, his father had done something, something wrong. wrong. <laughs> and she was saying, if he played Mr. Dr. Feelgood, he was doing something right. Um, Jessica, Jennifer Hudson was there looking slim like Jim. Oh, yeah, well, slimmy, know. slimmy, slimmy. Um, she looked very appropriate. She had on like a peplum suit uh, down with a little, what's that hat called that you like? A little side hat. Yeah. I can't remember what it's. Um, and she sang Amazing Grace. But you know, this lady could sing. So she tore it up. And they said she even went into the spirit. Did Fantasia, I think. I heard about Fantasia as well. She was there also. Um, Stevie Wonder came on. He did uh, the Lord's Prayer through his harmonica. um, And basically said, you know, remember the greatest gift that we've been given in this life. In this life is love. Um, You know, so he sang and gave a very memorable speech. Um, You know, he knew her and all this stuff. But there was tons of people. I mean, at my job, one, one of my coworkers was watching this funeral on YouTube all day long, like, hello, do you work here or not? Or no, nah? do you work here or no? Nah? But and she, and she just kept saying, I can't believe she's gone. I can't believe she's gone. I mean, as if people are not supposed to be gone at some point in time. I Shaka mean, Khan was there with the fan, fanning in her face. I don't know what the hell she was thinking. Here? She sure does. Well, I can understand. I'm saying, I got a little piece of my hair right now, and I'm fanning every two of them seconds. <laughs> it's hot. I don't know. You should have seen her yesterday. I don't know how Shaka Khan does this life, man? It's hot. Listen, it's hot. I have seen girls remove their wigs, their weaves, and rest it somewhere. Listen, I get it now. I get it. I ain't about this life. People sent her tons of flowers. Barbara Streisand, Elton John, Rod Stewart, Mariah Carey, Tony Bennett, Don King, Diana Ross, hmm, James King. Brown's family, 100 pink Cadillacs lined up Wow. as a part of the procession with license plates that said respect. Wow. Um, Might have to YouTube this. It was just very long. Hillary Clinton <laughs> was there. Um, Amarosa was there. Mm. Whoopi Goldberg was there. It was like one big long church service, if you ask me. People were there. I mean, well, it was I mean, just... That's the way to do it. I'm going to go out in style. And again, as I talked about, what I saw initially was the red pumps that they buried her in. And I told Benda... 
Put me in a pair of red bottoms. I need to be in heels when I get buried. I told her she'd go down in that. By the time you turn around, they come and take it right out the coffin where we will walk away from the from the thing. And, and you see somebody hobbling back to the car. Where the hell you get them shoes from? So I told her she got red bottoms in her closet upon the day the day of departure. And I'm still here. I'll make sure we put them on and we don't sell them on eBay. For your husband. I'll keep him honest. I'll keep him honest. Yo, I was on the gram, and I saw Eddie Murphy is having his 10th kid. Oh, my gosh. Eddie Murphy. How and, and how much baby mamas? They don't say that when it's somebody with money, right? How right? many baby mamas you got? I think this is like four, right? Like four or five. Like four or five. And he's with his girlfriend now. This is with yeah. his girlfriend, not even somebody that he's But like, it's his second kid for the girlfriend. Girlfriend. Yes. Mm. Oh his 10th kid, Eddie Murphy. Did you not hear us tell you about the super hiv? It's out there, man. And this is a lesson to all of you. When you say, oh, I just uh, I just got pregnant. It could be, oh, I just had AIDS. AIDS. They just said... Uh, but this is his girlfriend. Pause on this. I just got to say. The CDC just launched and left a message the other day. They left a message. They left a message. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, my voice. They, they, they put out a new report saying there's an increase of STDs. And people are still not using protection. Have we not heard episode wrap it up? <laughs> I like when Ben's daughter said, hashtag wrap your willy. Yeah, we thought that was so hilarious. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, is it a problem? Eddie Murphy has the resources to have 10 kids. But not the resources. How much of your time can you give to somebody? Because if that's the case, I probably got the resources for 10, 10 kids. 10 boyfriends. <laughs> <laughs> Your vagina can think of that much violence, honey. That's the problem. Uh, yeah, yeah, there you go. Watch it in a game. <laughs> but definitely, you know, but that's not the way it works. You don't get to spread yourself thin because you have money to spread yourself thin or because you have the wherewithal to spread yourself thin. It doesn't work that way, man. I mean, I think, I mean, you know, I agree. You know, it, it's, it appears to be more egregious when someone who does not have uh, a suitable job or career or enough finances to take care of their children. It's like, are you kidding me? This person now had their 10th kid and they can't even afford, you know, kid one through six. Like, how dare they? So that that kind of stuff drives me crazy. And, you know, I've told Benda about this whole thing that I've read up on called eugenics where people, you know, are forced to not have any children. And, you know, it goes back to what I've heard people say, you know, put a little sterilizing method in Hennessy and all these people want to have all these kids. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all for it though. I'm about to write a proposal on this. Cause you know the head is probably what's making you have all them kids. <laughs> exactly. Drink, drink, bed, bed. Drink, drink, bed, bed. <laughs> That's why I gave up Hetty. I mean, I still enjoy it, but I gave it up as mine number one. But I mean, to your point, it's all because you have all this money. You do not have all this time to give your each one of kids, them, and especially with different mothers, because you have to be able to give that time to different people mm-hmm. at different times. Like, how do you have that time, Eddie? But, you know, his probably his kids are, like, staggered out. So, like, the other ones must be older now, so they don't need mm-hmm. as much as him. Yeah. And now these young ones can have the most of him. But really but and how truly. Old is Eddie? How many years? He can't run after these kids? <laughs> how many years? I mean, I understand men think they have, like, an unlimited time to keep producing kids. But you also have to think about, do you have the energy, the stamina? Do you have... The wherewithal to go and throw balls, to go outside and yes, tie shoes. Because I'm telling you... I'm tired sometimes when I come up my kids want to tell me a story. Let me tell you a story. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. I'd be like. That's not even running behind and doing a sport or anything like that. That's just uh, listening to them talk. And it's just too much for us to bear. So too how, much to bear. How? Too much to bear. You really got to ask yourself. And you know, what's the concept when people keep having all these kids with different fathers or different mothers? 
It's a sad concept. That's what you need to know. It's just, it's just like, sad. what are you doing? Your kids don't even get a chance to really grow together or know each other because you got four baby mothers and, and four kids. Come on. That's true. Or three baby fathers and, and three worse, kids. If you have baby mama drama, that's just another layer. Or baby father drama. Or baby father drama. It's just it's just too much. And you think about what is the average number of kids, you know, people have in America? Like, well, oh, so in 2014, it was 1.9. It went down to 1.86 in 2015. 1.8 or something like that in 2016 and in 2017 went back up to 1.9 mm. maybe we should get like what China used to have the, the one, one child policy, policy. Oh. this I country mean, cannot child, maintain I think it's a little selfish though nah I'm you a, know because I mean, oh, I think, I'm not a one you know child. some people <laughs> 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 you forgot you were not a one child that's why I don't even have to different baby forget that someone else exists. <laughs> Sorry. I was like, no. I, I always think like two was like the perfect number. Like, and especially if it was a boy and a girl. It's like, it's great. You have your two kids, maybe a pet or something. And I think with two kids, you could kind of allocate your time to both evenly. You know, I, I don't think, you know, it's a problem. When you start going to five, six. Mm-mm. You Especially don't got if the they're like six tuplets or whatever, you—it's no way for you to hold down, have a two-parent household that both of them are working to give all that time to. So, I don't know. Um, what's your thoughts on you know kids? I guess people who do not have the means to and they keep having kids. kids. Yeah, I think I we should have mandatory sterilization. At what point? After you have one child. I think one child so rule works. You think really one child is even if you give them two. So two is your max. Two is the max, and they should have mandatory sterilization, and I think they should have that for people that are mentally in unable to care for children. You know, people want the people. They say the heart wants what the heart wants. I agree. People should be able to have as many kids as they want, but what about the kids when they're suffering, when they don't have a good parental unit there to take care of them having a baby ain't just about having a baby it's about raising these kids i know well i don't know but (laughs) well you know how you feel about kids i don't know what that's supposed to mean well you know how you feel tell them how you feel what's your number of kids you think people should have no i think i think two is suitable if you're gonna have so people tell me all the time like you're selfish you don't want to have any kids you get selfish listen at least i'm i'm not selfish i'll be selfish if i have kids just because I'm, i'm supposed to have kids so, but I think if you do decide to have a kid, it shouldn't be one and done. You should at least have two. Whether or not you could have, come on, if you could afford one, you could afford two. But, you know, I mean, remember that episode of Iyanla Fix My Life? Oh. When that guy, I think his name, oh, his name was Jay Williams. He was like some kind of producer or something like that. And it was 17 women. Crazy. 17 women. And this guy was, I think, uh, was he, all the kids ranged from 3 to 27 years old. And, you know, he said this guy had 34 kids, but he did admit that not, he didn't actually breed uh, 34 kids. Like, some grew up as he had for a long time. Had kids. Up, they had kids, and he obviously ended up taking those kids as his. He Yo, this show, this one episode turned into a full season on Eliana Fix yes, My Life. it was like a four-part, three, four-part series. I kind of fell like, apart. That's when I kind of gave up on the show because nah, it was just I, I too much. Then they started bringing in other people with 19 kids, more people. I was just like... 
Nah, Get back know. to fixing somebody's life. Let's go back to that lady with the well, butt no. issues. But she did try to fix his life. I mean, she even asked some questions like, yo, you know, when did you... And, you know, I love some of these experiments that Yana does. Like, she gives him, like, the 34 black dolls and tells him to hold all of them. And it's absolutely ridiculous. As you know, he cannot hold all these kids. So, like, all of them are in his hand. And at a point, he was like, yo, I can't hold these kids anymore. My hands are tired. And puts them down. Iyanla picked them kids up one by one and put it right back in his hand and said, no, you don't have the choice and you can't hold these kids. Like you, Because as a mother, kids. you can never walk away from your kids. That's what she said. When I was a mother, I never walked away from my kids. And you know, that's always... You should never feel you should, have, you should walk away from them either. I mean, it happens more often. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Be, definitely, definitely, you know, definitely. He accepted either. But, I mean, she even asked this guy, why did he have a vasectomy? He was like, because I don't want to. Yeah. Excuse nigga, what? And she said, and she said, so why weren't you using condoms? He was like, oh, if I didn't use condoms, I would have hundreds of kids. I would have 200. That's come what he on. said. I mean, come on, guy. <laughs> come on, guy. You know what the sad part about this? These are the people that do not get the diseases. It always be that girl that thinks she in love with the one dude that's only with her, sleeps with him first time, and then she end up with the hip. Mm-hmm. I heard about this the other day just about this young boy. This is a sad story in Trinidad. Young boy kept himself good, good, good. Finally, an good, old good, woman, good. finally this old woman preys on him, gives him the monster. Breaks his virginity and gives him the monster one time. One time. Now who's he good for? Sad. But anyway, it's you know. So good though. Well, Yikes! <laughs> but back to these. But kids. think about that show, The Duggins. <laughs> Nineteen kids are counted. Where's their life mission to keep having many kids as possible? You know, the the they Bible tells them. Yeah, the Bible tells you go forth and multiply. You know, people always tell me this crap. I don't believe this. It don't say go forth and multiply if you, if you cannot support them. You forgot that part. <laughs> Did we forget that part? Well. <laughs> and I think it's about go for it and multiply, not just in having kids, just being a great person in this world. It's true. You want your kids to win. And how are you going to give them all the opportunity to win? Like, I have a cousin. All she does is takes her kids to drama class, soccer practice, this, that, that, and the other. They go to every activity. That's a great mom. Yeah, and they should be exposed to these kind of things. I, That's a great like mom, man. Great, great, great mom. So, I mean, let's be honest. Eddie Murphy is not... You know, Ileana should give him the ten dolls to hold. <laughs> I don't give a damn if it's Eddie Murphy. You know what I mean? So, I mean, sadly enough, you know, and I was talking to Benda about this also too. Just about, I was reading this article about this lady, about she said her husband raped her. Because mm. I mean, some people might say, you know, I have all these kids because my husband repeatedly rapes me. Yikes! Now that's crazy. But you know, What's crazy, the fact that, that somebody would blame being repeatedly raped on kids. But sometimes people are. What do you mean? Somebody would blame. What do you mean? <laughs> if you have a, a guy, I mean, let's be honest, there's, there's some men that don't believe in, of course, using protection. And so if a woman is not on birth control, he's aware she's not on birth control, and keep having sex and not, you know. But that's not right. You use a pull out That method. is just Wait, foolishness. No, I didn't feel saying it. And what if she doesn't want it at times? Well, I mean, let's be realistic. I think that when we think about on a serious note, marital rape, there is the concept that sometimes you're married and you're having sex when you don't feel like having sex. You just don't feel like doing but it. But then that's not rape. But you still do it. Right? You don't feel like doing it, but you still do it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, many people say as a wife, that's your responsibility. I'm not going to lie. When I was married, I used to have sex anytime my husband asked. Anytime. I never said no. Until towards the end. Then I was like, boy, <laughs> bye. <laughs> bye, Leroy. <laughs> My goods is off the table. But <laughs> definitely, uh, 
It, you, you know, I ask people this question. They're like, huh? It's, it's always like, you know, well, if you're asking, then I guess it is. Like, well, does your husband have to ask you to have sex? You're asking me or you're asking This is a conversation we have. Who else am I asking? We're the only two people well, here. I know that, but I'm just saying, are you saying out the open? You're saying, hey, sure. Does your husband have to ask you? Absolutely not. Like, I know the signs. I know. You know, you know when that hand come over, you're like, okay. I mean, for you, it's not hard considering you sleep in only a pair of socks. So. <laughs> easily accessible. That was on my resume. <laughs> Because even when she was not married, she still slept in only a pair of socks when she was at her father's house. So I don't know uh, why she thinks this is suitable, but this is what she believes is suitable, that she could just walk around with just a pair of socks. But you know the signs when your, your mate wants to have sex with you. They, you know they want it. They, you gotta, the question is, do I have to give sex when my spouse asks for sex? For men, this is different because sometimes you may be trying to ask for sex and that little friendly, uh, they may suffer from what we do, dysfunctional. And they can't get it up. And but they can't get it up. If you're unable to, you know what I'm saying? That's like when a female has her period and you don't believe in running the red, you would not proceed in having sex with that person, obviously. But let's talk about this on a serious note, right? So, I mean, this is a real thing. They, th- they, they call it marital rape. And of course, it is the law. And it's also known as spousal rape. And it's, of course, when non-consensual sex in which the perpetrator is the victim's spouse. And it said it's a form of partner rape or domestic violence, or and it can be sexual abuse. And today, marital rape is illegal in all 50 U.S. states. And before, it wasn't always like that. And probably still not like that in certain places like India and those... And it's probably not always enforceable. When you Correct. think about that story that you were talking about, the woman who um, was also with her husband... So, I mean, oh, yeah, talk, we'll oh. talk about it. Yeah. So, the woman was with her husband. Um, she said that after a while, she used to wake up and she would feel like almost this taste in her mouth as if an aspirin had dissolved on her tongue. Yeah. And it was still in her mouth. And she would almost think like she was going crazy. She was suffering from memory loss, very, you know, tired. She could not function. And when she got up in the morning to get herself together. And basically, she said, like, one time she woke up, her husband was standing in front of her with some milky substance in a bottle. And he kind of broke down. I was like, oh, yes, you know, I've been giving you some drugs to help you sleep better because I know you don't sleep well. And she was like... Even that was weird. I, I thought that was weird. And she was like, okay, you and know. And yeah, I feel like so many signs of somebody being dumb. You know, not not, not for nothing, <laughs> well, not but she was... Not d- I mean, you know. Are you dumb? I mean, not Well, I mean, let's not. go back a little bit. Because remember, she said they had like a normal marriage, you know. They were, you know, together and they had kids. So life got the best of them. They were doing kids, soccer games. I mean, they were, you know... She was overwhelmed and tired. So, you know, this as typical women are with their daily activity with their children and their husband. So, I mean, continue. You know, he, he denied. He said, you know, he was just trying to help us sleep. Try to sleep. So she did it. She said over a course of time, she kept waking up with him doing the same thing. He would always convince her that it was just the last time he was doing it for her benefit. And then one day, the husband leaves his phone at home. She logs into his phone, basically seeing videos that he's been having sex with her when she has taken this, like, substance. And basically the sex of the dead. Like, she was dead. She looks dead. She looked dead. dead in the videos. And the husband was having sex. Maybe he has a fetish for dead people sex. I don't know. Yes. But he was basically making her dead in order to have sex with her and taking videos of doing it. And she still did not leave him after seeing this video. 
she didn't leave him right away. They finally kept going on until they got divorced. Yes. Mm-hmm. And she wondered, like, what should she do? She ended up going into therapy and all this other crap. I think what was a what was a defining moment for her was when she realized that her kids, her daughter, she she had a daughter, was going over to her father to visit. And the son wasn't going to be there. Yeah. Right? And, she, and she was just like, wow, this could be ha- this could happen to my daughter. Like, I don't know, this, he, this guy's sick. And that's when she decided to take it to, I guess... Yeah, she took it to the police and told the police her story. And after she told the police her story, um, the husband was actually found guilty of six counts Mm -hmm. of rape or something like that. And when it was time for him to be sentenced, the judge just gave him house arrest. And, you know, you 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 could imagine how deflated she felt after all of that. After you just got the courage. And they were in court for, like, over many years, like six years. Mm -hmm. Going back and forth. And to know that he's on house arrest, that's it. And I think even after that, she ended up... um, you know, trying to reopen or revisit the case, I believe. But then the husband ended up going to jail anyway because he broke the house arrest. Oh, yeah, the house arrest. And, and then he was still out. In and like he went a, to jail for five years. No, he got sent to five years. He was out, like, in a couple of months. From the parole violation? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. So, either way, you know, she felt like she was screwed with the justice system. And, you know, this lady spoke about this to highlight that this does exist, marital rape. And people think it does not exist. And, and the bottom line is no means no, whether or not it's your husband or it's your boyfriend or it's a stranger. When you tell somebody no, no means no. Regardless of who it is. And, you know, sometimes people might say, oh, you know, she's saying no. Like, almost like almost like trying to play hard to get or trying to like, oh, no, no. You know, kind of that joking, playing around, that cat and mouse game. And then it's like, oh, oh. And then the no was like forgotten. It's like. Yo, I heard this story <laughs> on the radio a long time ago. And the guy was like, you know, these chicks out here, they be trying to play that game. They come over talking about, oh, I got my period. And when they see things that's going good and they like you, they're like, oh, I don't really got my period. I just was wearing a patty. You're like. Wait, what? Bye, Felicia. Yeah. Like, they'll go and wear a pad, and, like, when the guy goes, oh, I want to, I, I can't, I have my I period. And then the guy's like, oh, okay. And then when you're seeing, like, man, I really like this guy. I'm really sweet with him. You're like, I really don't have my period. He was like, whenever that happened, bye, Felicia. Whenever that happened, that chick is crazy. <laughs> There's another side of a chick being crazy. Check out the two previous episodes. Oh, my gosh. So. But, you know, they speak about, you know, the criminalization of marital rape in the United States started in the mid 1970s. And by 1993, marital rape became a crime in all 50 states under at least one section of sexual offense laws. But, um, you know, during the 1990s, most states differentiated between the way marital rape and non-marital rape were treated. Um, The laws have continued to change and evolve, with most states reforming their legislation in the 21st century, but differences remain in some states. In particular, um, they said South Carolina hasn't fully, you know... Taking on the the whole they, you know, marital rape. Weren't the same place where they still had uh, prejudice or with with uh, Ray Charles wouldn't go to the scene? Was that oh, South yeah, Carolina? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those so they look like they slow on the uptake over there. You know the South. They so. just slow on all those things. But, you know, again, you know, when I hear this question, I'm just like, I think of it as being a ridiculous question because, like, it's based on what, you know, Ben is saying. It's like, yo, it's your husband, it's your man. How do you tell them no when they want it? Oh, yeah. You know, and I would say... But you think about it, you know, you never hear about a man being raped. And I guess because people assume men always want it. But that happens, though. It happens. Very infrequent. I mean, but it does happen. And it does happen. A lot of people don't speak about it. The men don't like to come out about it because it's kind of, like, embarrassing. But they said that, you know, there are some ways for you to know... they say sex associated, married sex, like all intimate love and sex, is consensual. It is a way that two people who love each other express love and caring and communicate tenderness. It is not one of the following situations. One, for sex. You know, when a man 
that, you know, just basically takes the woman, pushes her down, and then pulls the sex on her. Um, mm. If she doesn't mm. want it. <laughs> if she doesn't want it. If she doesn't want it. If she Again, says no. Sometimes you want to play yeah. a little hard to get. Like, and, not only that. Nah, nah. and then it's like, oh, yeah. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I think it. Well, you like it a little rough, you know, a little, a little shake. Tussle. A little shake. A little, a little yank of the hair. A little fake fighting. You know how that goes. I don't know about fake fighting. I don't fake fight. I don't play fight with nobody. <laughs> um, sex when the wife feels threatened. You know, sometimes they give you verbal threats to them. Like, yo, if you don't do this, I'm going I'm to I'm knock you now. I'm going to hit you. And the person just complies and has sex. Sex by manipulation. They call a person names. Um, and basically says, if you don't leave, I'll take the kids and I'll go, you know, threatening them. Um, sex when the wife can't give consent, consent. Like when the woman was drugged, she was unable to give consent. Uh, and she couldn't say yes or no. Um, sex when you take the woman hostage, won't let them leave or go until you get what you want from them. Or sex when a woman feels like she has no choice. You know, sometimes people just say when a woman just feels like it's easy to give sex, then to respect her own needs. Like she just says, listen... Just take it so you can leave me alone. You know, that kind of way. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, All of that is sex. You know, this is not only sex that you see from a husband and wife. This could be any kind of rape. You know what I'm saying? But Also, too, it could be like, you know, somebody that you know your wife does not like and you almost force her to do it. So maybe your wife is willing to have sex with you, but then, you know, you know she does not do anal. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then you have, like, an argument or something, and then that night when you do have sex, you kind of... Forced her to do anal. Forced her to do anal. So you have the power over. I mean, you know, we all know rape is all about power. Somebody trying to take control of somebody else, and while they're doing it, they're, you know, this is it. I mean, this is a sad situation. Sad. I mean, it is very sad. It's sad when it's like, you know, two people are not on the same page where they feel like, um, you know, they could give consensual sex or, you know, just saying, yo, I don't want to have sex, and you fall back. I mean, what happened to guys just saying... My wife don't want to have sex. All right. Let me go get somebody else. <laughs> ah, that Hello. side chick. Ah, let's talk about that next week. That is the reason for that. That's, that's why the side chick was created. Why am I a side chick? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Maybe that's next week's podcast. What? Why a side chick was created? The reinvention of the side chick. <laughs> oh, yeah, because you talked about the side baby. Now it's yeah, a reinvention of the side, side chick. chick. So, you know. I mean, the, the bottom line is... Uh, you know, for folks who do not know, yes, there is something called marital rape, and you know, and, and don't be ashamed, rape. and don't be ashamed to come out if somebody does this to you if you're in a relationship. Don't don't be ashamed. Come out and tell somebody about what's something that you know it may be a little harder to 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 prove, mm-hmm, of course. But don't be like those people we talked about last week. You know, calling fake rape <laughs> in order to win an argument or to punish the husband or something like that. But if it really happens, definitely come out and be, you know, guns blazing to get this done. We'll fight for you, too. Yeah, man. So. Put it on the cast. <laughs> so, you know, now to our whatnot, I tell you. I, I think, thought this was so funny when she said it to me. You know, and I can't take the credit for it because my cousin originally said it. She's like, you know, I need to start a blog on this. And I'm like, what? She's mm. like, you know, on different things that, you know, you see. But what she mentioned was, you know, it seems like the belly is a new cleavage. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to her. She knows who she is. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was hilarious. hilarious. Like, that is so true because it's like the more you're going out, the more you see. I mean, these are girls, I mean, with a full belly. Maybe like a three-month, three, four-month look. Mm-hmm. And they tie up their shirt like deliberately. Or like, they wear belly or midriff tops on purpose. They bought those. I, I just don't understand. 
and I blame the men. What? Yes, because men are accepting this shit. You think you think they ain't getting laid? Oh yeah, they are. They getting it. You. That's well, they are. <laughs> <laughs> that that's not a that's not a, a question. They are, but definitively, um, you know, people they feel comfortable. That's what I was saying last do week. Really Maybe I have too much self esteem because I would never do this. But do they really feel comfortable? Because my thing is, you know, they just I think females too are just trying to fit in to be sexy. So everybody's wearing the midriff tops now. You know, people say it all the time. Oh, because they make something doesn't mean everyone's supposed to make it. I mean, wear it. Wear mm-hmm. it. So, I mean, is it because, yo, this is out and this is what's raining right now. This is what's popping. Let me buy this outfit and show my stomach it's okay. Because I, I ain't going to lie. Somebody goes their bellies out. I see guys up on them. Yikes. It's, it's, it's sad. Holding on to that belly. Oh, that's the worst. So I have somebody putting their hand rubbing it. Oh, my oh, gosh. Oh, 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 <laughs> oh, You know, even if everyone, you know, you know, we all don't have, like, perfect bodies, like, no fat, anything. But by the time someone even touches somewhere that I think is fat, whether it's, like, my arm, you know, the underarm fat. Yeah. You know, I feel self-conscious about it. Like, oh. You, you know, feel like you want to jump back, like, please. Oh, but. So but that's why you're touching. And then when you go to a party and people want to just touch and rub your stomach, you be like, no, no, please, please. Like, I'm, like, trying to control their hands. Like, you can put your hands here, not here, you know. Yeah, put it here. <laughs> you know what she was pointing to, that, that bump up, bump up, bump up. No, but again, for the whatnot, it's not cool that you guys want to make your belly into your cleavage. It's just not cool. And I, I love a good thing. cleavage, so you're bringing down the cleavage, folks. I know, exactly. I exactly. love a good cleave. And, you know, they have men. You know, they say men. Some men are ass men. Some men are breast men. But I've never heard of a belly man. I've never heard of that. <laughs> <laughs> never heard of that shit. So, please. Stomach is never cool. And Just anybody, wear something long and wear a faja. Exactly. Or just wear A-line. A-line looks Put very good. Put on a faja. If you could make it. Is that faja? I can't always help everybody. But, but a good faja will help yes, you a little bit. It should be all right. At least I'll, you'll see the effort. You need one. A good faja means you have to have two people putting it on. Let's <laughs> let's let's be let's be real. You and someone else need to be putting on the faja if it's a good faja. Back in the day, if you put it on by yourself, it's not yeah. a good faja. It has too much give. You need a person. I'm you, I know this. I used to wear a faja. She did. That's why she did. I could have barely breathe. And I'm telling you, she be sitting around here like. <laughs> <laughs> But it was worth it for my previous trip. So I'm about to get back on my Faha game. For the next three days, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, right. But whatever. So that's our show for today. Kept it short and sweet. Keep it. Like us. Share us. <laughs> and what's the next thing? Tell people about us. <laughs> I'm Brenda the Vendor. Raw Dog Sure. And this is the real rated and raw experience. <laughs>